No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Osiris. business yeah and especially a ticket market where scalpers are making the money Taking like advantage that's not of people cool. being fans of something yeah you know, i think maybe one time like one of the guys like why even one of the guys that we interviewed O'Teal or daniel donato like go on one of those sites and look how much it is to go see you yeah 
but, and see if it doesn't like bother you or like well I mean or not bother you why but would like it bother him you know what I mean like what the fuck like why are you guys doing that I want everybody to come see me I don't think I well, think that the artist is not as in control as we well, like to I think I don't mean and, that they're yeah. in control or not in control I just mean like look at it because anybody could be like fuck that I'm not all, if all the real fans were like fuck it we bought the tickets and we're not gonna go like it's just like a little mini boycott then maybe it'll change but the coolest thing is stuff like cash or trade that like they're taking like tickets back from the scalpers and putting them into the hands of the fans and making sure that we can get into the show so this at is face protest. value this is that yeah way. that's I a am. way of all of us to stand up and say that's fuck cool. you it's not happening like Look, you were saying me that's and my a girl good thing. yeah Somebody, like if we could afford to buy you know four tickets each even though only the four of us are going because we want other fans to be able to go for yeah. not getting ripped off or, yeah for loving something yeah. and also oh, just you like it, something? like you know. said if you and i are the just going to the show together and i can buy four or six tickets and I have the money, why not buy them and put them on cash or trade so that a scalper doesn't buy them and make sure that family yeah. gets in. Yeah. It takes the hands out of the scalpers. <laughs> it takes the tickets out of the hands of the scalpers. That's the hand in the freaking people. So, yeah. Don't put the ocean in the, in the basket. No, the people that want to go. Uh, so, cashortrade.org is disrupting the secondary ticket market. They've been called the Airbnb of tickets. They help real fans like you and me avoid scalping and purchase tickets for face value. Like you and me. Together, we're the change this industry so badly needs. Go to cashortrade.org forward slash Osiris and get 25% off a year of gold membership. The gold membership comes with the option of receiving push and text notifications each time a ticket is posted that you're looking for, which is pretty cool because a lot of times tickets will post and you're not paying attention. You're not on the site all day and then you don't see it and they get bought. Well, if you get the gold membership, then I guess it pushes a notification to your phone and you'll see it as soon as they come available. So this is their way of making the money that they need to guarantee that the fans will have what they want. Yep. And you can also reply immediately to those He's notifications. Stuck. He's stuck, you guys. Darn. It's your chair and his the table. No, he's not stuck. He's just not walking. No, he was. Okay. Anyway, Sorry. you can reply immediately to those notifications and gain the renew feature to bump your post to the top of the list, increasing your post exposure when looking for hard-to-get tickets. So, yeah. Again, go to cashortrade.org. That's one word, cashortrade.org forward slash Osiris. And add the coupon code Osiris, O-S-I-R-I-S, when you check out to get 25% off. And, yeah, take the fucking tickets back, guys, because at every show I go to here, I see people standing out front going, tickets, tickets, and a couple shows ago, I think it was Dark Star, or maybe it was Tedeschi Trucks. They were selling tickets for 300 fucking dollars standing outside. Mm -hmm. And there was family out there that couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. And that's bullshit. So buy a couple extra tickets, put them on cash or trade, and take the fucking tickets out of the hands of those cocksuckers. Gotta take the power back. Yeah, if it's your thing, that's... Take the power back. (laughs) Darwin agrees. Hey now, no simple road family. Glad you guys are back hanging out with us on the porch. It's a uh, welcome back. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here. Yeah, it is. It's so nice out, and it's like you guys are sitting right here with us, man. You know, it's cool. One of the coolest things that I've gotten from doing this show, and I know that you guys too, is is 
the emails and texts and letters that we've got back. Like, that's one of my favorite things about doing this is hearing how it's affecting people. Like, like I said, from the get go, I, I didn't think that I didn't think about that part of this when I started doing it. Like that never really crossed my mind that it could affect people in a way like that. And it's super trippy and cool to get that feedback and hear, you know, what's yeah. happening with people's lives. Can and we read next letter? <clears throat> very. Um, yeah. You have it? I have Nick's letter. You want to read it? Yeah. Here, hang on. Let me scoot this over. Don't touch the boy. NSR crew. Just got my shirt in the mail today and wanted to let y'all know that I love that, first of all. That um, both the design and feel of it. If you ever offer it in white, I'd buy a couple more. I think it'd look awesome to tie-dye over. I particularly like the little eye on the back, by the way. Me, too. I've been swamped with school life and... and I've been I've been swamped with school and life lately, so I'm a couple weeks behind on the shows, but I'm looking forward to a good binge this weekend. I think it's a really special thing that the Internet has allowed you all to broadcast your life and has allowed me to share a piece of it. We've hit shows on a lot of the same tour since I've been a listener, particularly CRB a while back and DSO more recently. And able being able to pseudo share that experience gives your show more of that casual, friendly vibe I'd come to love. I like that. That is cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Casual and friendly is where it's at. Yeah. I wholeheartedly hope that you can achieve your goal of ditching the corporate bullshit and working to share your positive energy full time. Amen. Amen. I'd rather be a free man in a grave than living as a puppet or a slave. Right? Mm. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Amen. I guess I'm mostly writing hell, this hell. to offer my encouragement and remind you what you do brings genuine happiness to others. My friend group recently kind of dissolved and listening to your show is always a comforting reminder that there are plenty of other humans out there who experience this life on the same wavelength. Yes, sir. And that I do. And that a little luck and oh, with a little luck, um, I'll find someday. Thanks uh, gosh, I just kind of tore that up at the end, and it yeah, was really did. sweet. Let me start one more time, because this is really cool. Take two. Uh, la, 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 la. There we go. Rewind. All right. My oh. friend group recently kind of dissolved, and listening to your show is always a comforting reminder that there are plenty of other humans out there who experience this life on the same wavelength that I do, and that with a little luck, I'll find them someday. Thanks again for everything. That is sweet. Thank you, Nick. And, and you in the did. Meantime, you already here. did. Exactly. Yeah. Like we can be with you on a binge this weekend, and your friends can't. So boom. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, or something. Anyway, we're just sending back that love. Thanks for that yeah. beautiful letter, Nick. That, oh, was, that was super really cool. cool. Man. Yes. And then also this week we got uh, some. It was kind of a haunting in a yeah, good way. In a yeah, some feedback from Israel, all the way yeah. from across from the, the planet, motherland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is from Calder. <clears throat> hey guys, I'm ahead from the Portland area and I'm currently rambling on the other side of the world right now. I started listening to you guys in Israel. Here's a 10 minute voice memo of a little bit of my story and how I hopped on the bus. I know you guys are really busy, so if you don't get a chance to listen to the moral of the story is, I would really like to meet you guys when I get back in the start of April. You seem like very fun and genuine people. Also, it's tough not being able to talk dead with my friends that aren't heads, so I'll probably spill a ton of shit on you guys that gets bottled up. So, peace from Calder. And 
I'll play you Calder's thing right now. Hang on, here we go. Wait, wait. Before what? we play it. Oh, before we play. Before it. we play it, because Aaron was like, we had a lot going on that day that Calder's letter came in, um, and so we just had a lot to talk about that day. And then he, so we sit in the car and listen to Calder's um, uh, clip that we're about to play for you, and the sound quality is so good. And his voice just literally is like inside of you. Like you can hear his like. You can feel it. You can, Yeah, you can feel it. And all the way from Israel. And I, I'm really excited to meet him. And I'm really excited to share this clip with you guys because it really made, it just made me feel good. So check it out. Hello to the porch crew. Uh, let me just start off by saying I will fuck up and I will stutter in this so yeah um I'll try to keep it around seven or eight minutes I <laughs> I definitely want to say more but you know I don't want to make you guys listen to fucking novel um yeah so my name's Calder F I'm from Tualatin Oregon uh, I'm 20 years old I attended the University of Oregon last year I decided that the whole four-year, then internship, then job thing wasn't totally for me. So I decided to head to Europe by myself and backpack around. And I'm now in Israel volunteering on a kibbutz. And I have been for the past three months. I work in a fruit packing factory. Uh, and we get to listen to headphones. So... I had the opportunity to go through a ton of dead shows, which, you know, uh, was awesome because I was like, there's so much. When am I going to get the time to listen to all this? And I got to go through a ton of shows and I started exploring the podcast world and saw you guys when I typed in the Grateful Dead and it's, yeah, so that's kind of it's kind of how I got onto the no no simple road train. My first episode was I think episode eight with Ed Liu as the guest, and I checked out Psychedelic Milk too. It's that's a good one. Uh, but Aaron, when <laughs> I listened to episode one, and when you were, when you were telling me about your first show and the moment basically that you hopped on. Uh, it gave me shivers, man. Like the whole, <laughs> the whole feel like a stranger. And how do they know? Like the dead just always know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I hopped on. So okay. So I'll give a backstory of how the dead is kind of, you know, how I knew what was kind of going on prehand. My mom is ahead. And her first show was in 77 McNichols. She's been to, you know, 50 plus shows and, you know, 10 to 20 Joey Garcia band shows. I don't know. But she would play it when, you know, when I was younger and I'd be like, you know, what is this fucking 14 minute, you know, going off in the space? Like, what, what is what's going on here? And the older I got. And I started smoking pot when I was 15 and I started, you know, dipping into some, some different kind of music. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I, you know, 
I listen to fucking Rubber Soul and you know Moon Dance and all that kind of stuff. You know, pr- pretty pretty religiously when I was a really young kid. So that kind of music's always been in my life. But uh, you know, in the middle stages, it was more you know the radio and what all my friends were listening to. But uh, uh, senior year of high school. I get a vinyl player for Christmas. My mom, of course, got it for me. Um, and I go into the garage to dig out some of my mom's vinyls, and there's a stack of dead vinyls. And <laughs> I don't know, you know, I'm glad this is the first one I put on. I don't know why, but I went for American Beauty for the first one. And when Boxer Rain came on, I immediately knew that there was more there um that there was something light about that that scene that music just whatever is going on there and i you know i went through working mans and i listened to some of the you know some of the other stuff you know the skull and roses and um but you know i I liked I, I liked the dead, but I you know I hadn't totally hopped on yet, I guess. So freshman year at Uvo, my cousin visits. I mean, you know, we've never even talked about drugs. He's like, "Hey man, you know, I got some tabs." Uh, and I had never done anything besides smoke pot or drink. And I was at a point where a lot of my friends were drinking and doing blow a lot, and that wasn't totally for me. So I, you know, and I, I wanted to, I wanted to see what was on that side. I wanted to dig a little deeper. Um. So yeah, uh, I called a buddy up, a really really close buddy that went to U of O that I had been good friends with since kindergarten and asked him if he wanted to take some acid and he said yeah (laughs) um he comes over and we drop some blotters and classic drug comment you know 45 minutes in it's like oh i'm not feeling anything man like and so my cousin's like okay like here's some gel tabs and the kid fucking pulls out some gel tabs what like what is this like you know i I don't really know what i'm doing so you know i'm put in the gums or whatever and um (laughs) and probably like five minutes after that things just start getting ridiculously wavy and i'm like what what is going on here and i you know i my mom had kind of mentioned the whole electric kool-aid thing and I, you know, I was like yeah, it's probably not a bad time to break out the Grateful Dead and my buddy had never even heard of them before and I was like okay like hey man like do you mind if I play the Grateful Dead and he's like yeah like go for it and when that first sound hit is like a, like a wave of just I guess new like new is the only way I can describe it. like new feeling, new life. I, I don't know, you know, the whole, the rebirth. I looked up and there was a light show going on on my ceiling. And I asked my bud, you know, you see this light show? He says, yeah. Um, I, I don't think we were totally ready for what was about to happen, but 
and I, you know, I've heard about this from other people's psychedelic experiences, you know, on, on podcasts or just some other people, but I, you know, I've, this is the only time I've experienced this, but, you know, got the, the whole tunnel vision thing with him and the tele telepathy and anything I would think he would pick up anything he would think I would pick up and ripple came on and we we both started crying tears of happiness and in my head I you know I basically said are you ready to go like are you ready to go on this journey and all he did was nod and the rest is uh kind of history from there i guess you know over the course of the night um you know drowning in laughter uh tears of happiness you know on the ground looking up and <laughs> don't take much to get me on the ground goddamn um yeah what we mostly picked up from that night was to cram as much goodness, kindness, positivity in this life as you can and be as kind as you possibly can to anyone, any chance you ever get. Uh, yeah, but we kind of got off into our own worlds because, you know, there weren't many people that were doing this kind of thing. It, it's not that popular. And unfortunately, my buddy never really came back and I slipped a little, but I'm okay, you know, I'm fine. But my buddy's been to the psychosis unit multiple times. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation, and it's, uh, it's, hard, it's hard for me to talk about because, you know, I'm not responsible, but, you know, I kind of, you know, I was kind of a helping hand into this new world, but um, I kind of get uncomfortable talking to people about it that don't totally quote-unquote get it and I know you guys get it and I would really like to elaborate on it when I get back to Portland on the porch maybe and I know it's uh it sounds like a fucking self-invite but I want to meet you guys and I want to talk about this stuff so just let me know what's going on kind of the start of April is when I'll get back to the States and yeah, I'll elaborate on a lot of this stuff and I want to hear some stories and I want to meet you guys because I've been listening to you guys fucking halfway across the world and knowing that you guys live 15 minutes away from me. Yeah, shit. So, uh, peace. Uh, have a great rest of your week. Yeah, yeah, start to the week, rest of your week. Uh, yeah. See you guys. Right on, Calder. Thanks, man. We appreciate you, and we can't wait to meet you, dude. Like I said when I replied, you got an open invitation anytime you want. Just let us know. We'll make you a dinner, and we'll hang out on the porch and smoke a bowl and get to know each other, man. That's the coolest part, that he's, yeah. that he's from Portland, and he's yeah. traveling the world. Yeah, he man. About it's he's nice on to have his travels in Israel. <laughs> it's nice to have a, the Portland um, No Simple Road family out oh, here, yeah. too. Like, when Chris came, that was really rad. We miss you, Chris. No Simple Road, Portland chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, uh, the business stuff. So, follow us on Instagram at nosimpleroad.com, where uh, it's where you can find out 
about the show, what's going on, uh, what's coming up in the next week, thoughts, ramblings, musings of my own. Uh, Justin put, posts up there too. Them. We did one for who? Oh yeah, we're doing some Instagram live stuff. No, I mean the Patreon thing. I'm not talking about Patreon yet. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Instagram. We were on Instagram live last night. And we're going to be doing more stuff on there as the weeks go by and trying to figure out how to integrate it into what we do. So there's more NSR to gobble up because you guys are loving it and we appreciate it. So we're going to do more. Um yeah, so um, that's that. Um, we have some shirts left. You can go to nosimpleroad.com forward slash merch. Or no, nosimpleroad.com and click the merch tab up in the menu. And there's some shirts left. I think we have larges, extra larges, and... Don't look at me. I think mediums or smalls left. So, yeah, go on there. 20 bucks. Nice shirt. I wore mine last night. Oh, we all wore our. We, we all wore ours. We rolled in there like yeah, a crew. I told, I told Apple and Ryder both, I go, it's either really, really lame that we're all wearing the same shirt, or it's really fucking cool. There is no gray area here. You got to own this one. It was really, it was really cool. cool, even though some people might have thought it was lame at yeah. first. And once we got out, you know, it was awesome. Was, was it? I'm closing my eyes all night, and then when I would open my eyes and I would look and see exactly who, like was with us because with the eye in the back of the shirt yeah. like looking back way to go you. Justin yeah that, that's actually really cool yeah, uh, could, that's them yeah. Yeah. No way that's every time there. I could spot yeah you could spot each other very easily yeah. and so everybody that was everybody was looking at them like and what? we are gonna get white shirts you guys because yeah. I want a white shirt and a, it'll look a so cool tie dye white yeah. shirt so cool. I guess it wouldn't be white if it was tie dye well white or tie dye whatever you get it as white so is and a zebra black with white stripes or white with black stripes depends on the day <laughs> okay how we have no time All right. anyway they're white with black so yeah stripes. you could get shirts that's fun <laughs> and, and there's stickers too if you want a sticker and let's see, patreon.com forward slash no simple roads. So the goal here, guys, is to do this thing full time. And look, here's the reality. I'm trading my time, my talent and my energy and my creativity right now to a corporate entity for sustenance and to support ourselves. No. And yeah, well, I'm trading I mean, my time and talent for that money to be able to support myself. I would much rather have it come from you guys and have it all stay in the family and be able to create something that we can all enjoy and do it full time. So that's the goal. That's what we're working towards. And that's how we're going to get there is by you guys signing up on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And we just started this week adding some bonus content on there. So if you subscribe for a dollar or more a month, you'll have access to <gasps> us rambling and talking about stuff. And then also we um, at no simple road.com. I put up a Google voice phone number. And you can leave a voicemail message there and we will do little 30 minute episodes on those voicemails. You can ask a question, um, give us a topic to talk about, anything you want, let us know. And then we'll record little half hour mini-sodes 
and put them that's up on cool. the Patreon for Patreon subscribers. So, this is yeah. the first I'm hearing about this, that's and what, I'm excited. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> and we filmed it when you were still at work on that late night, so you didn't even know oh, about man. it. And it started as a conversation about talking about energy. No, it was talking about Jesse. We were talking about Jesse. That's how it started. But and the, then one of the... The question. The yeah, question that we were covering was energy, though. And... Within two cheesecake. minutes, we were talking about cheesecake, and then we were talking about something else, and something else. I was like, wait, weren't we talking about energy? And then... So yeah. there's some kind of then rambling. Then we talk about energy for about 20 seconds, and then <laughs> go off on something else. But Aaron said that we was talking about the Patreon, and that reminded us that we need to give an awesome, cool shout-out to Daniel Donato's mom, Amy. Oh, wow. Yeah, Amy. Oh, my gosh, so Amy. Special. You are so sweet, and... The letter that you wrote us about the show was like just melted my heart and I felt it because I have, like I said, I have a daughter too. And if somebody reaches out um, in behalf of their like kid, like, I don't know, there's just something really cool about it. Yeah, you know, and we had such an awesome time talking to Daniel and I felt like he was with us that day. And he's a sweetheart. And shout out to you, Daniel. We can't wait to see you in May um, when you come out here. And Amy, honestly, you said that you will take us up on it. You too, you know, come on here. And and Daniel, this it's been awesome. Daniel's been down there stomping around South by Southwest, getting on stage. Oh my gosh, we were just looking at you, um, Daniel, and you're amazing. So when we get feedback, it's rad, and we all love it. But Getting feedback from somebody's mom. <laughs> oh, like Dude. Lucas's mom, wasn't it? No. Um, um, Whose mom? Joe's. Joe's, Joe's mom. mom. And, Josie, and I, your mom I, is a sweetie pea. I wish I could remember her name because they all laugh at us because we call her Joe's mom. Oh. Uh, I can't remember her name. I, I'm She's so Joe's sorry. Mom. Yeah, I love you though. Right now, I, right, I'm having trouble that. remembering the yeah. name. But well, next episode, ya. we'll make sure to. Tell you so yeah, name. Amy D, you rock, sister, and thank you. And we got your boys back. And then you got a great boy, Paige <laughs> G. Thanks for signing up on Patreon, and all you other people out there that have signed up, we appreciate it. And every dollar is one step closer to freedom. So thanks, you guys, and I appreciate that a lot, and it means a lot to me. So that's that. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. Um, you know, Facebook, the usual at Facebook.com, whatever. I don't know. At NoSimpleRoad.com on Facebook. And um, I know I'm forgetting stuff. The Amazon link down at the bottom of the page. You can mm-hmm. also support us there by clicking through that link and going to Amazon. It will, um, whatever you buy on Amazon, they will send us a small portion of that. Uh, I might take that away soon. I don't know. It's not really worth it. I don't know if I want them connected with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of over them, but... For the time being, guys, <laughs> use it because <laughs> that helps us too. And then, um, well, are we the really? Forum. Oh, the oh, yeah. forum. Well, I have nothing to say about it. Just that I've been not paying attention to it, and, <laughs> and, I, uh, and we should. I, we should. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I have been paying attention to it, and Buzz, fucking, thank you, man. He Buzz, man. You single-handedly resurrected the hey, oh. the dead husk. That was that forum and brought it back to life, and that garden is getting watered. So, you know what? I just had an idea. I should make you the admin. For <laughs> yeah, I think I just gave Buzz a job, and he doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> like that. Anyway, 
yeah, so that's the forum and hashtags. So hashtag no simple road. Oh, if you thank go you out, for the dogs, yeah. guys. Thank yes, you. Oh my god, and wicked awesome. Your baby is so beautiful. And the second I saw that face, it reminded me of our Earl, and it just—I don't know—it made me smile on the inside. So that's exactly why I wanted those hashtags so I can see all of your cute babies. So yeah. thanks. And if you're going to a concert or you're eating a especially good plate of spaghetti. Or how about now? Why don't you guys send your hashtag with a cute baby? Or just a face. <laughs> like, hey, hashtag no simple road. This, I'm Carl. You and I listen. You want to see a cute baby with chubby thighs I, I, and Look, babies are feet. fucking cute. I love seeing babies, but I also <laughs> want to see our listeners and who's listening yeah, and have them be true. able to go to the website and look well, at what who's, babies who's checking. I, I don't know. Then you want to see the pictures of the babies? Yeah. The baby's finger is way too small to do stuff on the phone. No, it's super no. precise. Exactly. These Have kids you seen are sharp their little... nowadays. They're born and it's technology. Will they cut you? Sometimes. Oh, stand by. Babies. Hello? Alright, guys. So, yeah. Mel had to take a phone call and we're going to finish this baby up. So, this week's episode is Esteban Corazon from the Portland Psychedelic Society and... We met Esteban through Instagram, or I met Esteban through Instagram, and after watching his feed for a little while, I was like, fuck, this dude's local, and he's super interesting, we gotta get him on the show. And so I reached out, and we set up a date, and he came over to the house, and that's what you guys are gonna hear. We had a good time with this cat, man. He's a cool guy, and super knowledgeable, and has a very different take on psychedelics than we typically do not that we don't share the same viewpoints but his method of ingestion his what he likes to take and how he likes to do it is very different from the way that we do our thing um it's yeah cool to have that perspective. and it's cool to have that perspective and i would love to go journey with him sometime yeah and he's what's he going on he's heading out on a journey yeah with he's his gonna go across, across the, country the country and yeah so really interesting guy and a lot of good things to say you guys are gonna dig this so I'm going to get to it. That's all the stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Patreon. Go to the website. Check us out on Facebook. And remember, the goal is getting away from the corporate world and being able to do this full time and being here for you guys 100%. So Putting it all back into the show yep. and getting more merch and doing cool things yeah. with all the money. Fun to- stuff, you guys. It's all fucking fun. That's all. Follow the fun. That's what I'm saying. So. We love you guys. So without further ado, here's Esteban de Corazon of the Portland Psychedelic Society. Exactly. Yeah, I've taken a couple, a couple of wow. puffies and one oh, yeah. more medium puffy. And That's nice. Yeah. Chill. That's super nice. Yeah. So, I started recording. Oh, nice. Hi. Oh, Hello. I started trying to be sneaky. <laughs> yeah. I am sneaky. You shouldn't have said anything. We just kept. I should. Yeah. Well, what? Now I'm all self-conscious. Don't be self-conscious. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm just kidding. I didn't. I didn't start recording. Uh, <laughs> great. Mel's or did I? No. Uh huh. Um, Your phone's going all crazy. Uh, Denise. Okay, Carl. 
Bill. Let me Eric. just text her back and tell oh, her I'm doing Okay, stuff. guys, I'm sorry. Y'all gotta wait. Mel's texting. Oh, oh yeah, everybody hold it's on. Right. Here, play the play the the Jeopardy Everybody's music. Everybody's going on silent. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks, Apple. No. <laughs> so what's in the vape? Oh, so the uh, the vape is an extract of mimosa hostilis root bark, and. The compound that it consists of shall remain anonymous. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is all conjecture, hyperbole, <laughs> yeah. metaphor. A friend of mine. Uh, yeah. Friends. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a show. Yeah. yeah we're, <laughs> this is all being made up. It's like and, a cartoon. So if I did have a vape that had something in it, what would be in that vape? Dimethyltryptamine. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just, they, you would just hold down the button and, and hit it, right? Yeah. Okay. And just Let's inhale. see. <laughs> Tastes like bike tires, allegedly. Bike tires. Bike, bike tires. Tastes like new shoes. Tastes like Nikes. It tastes like the way new shoes smell. Tastes like Nikes. We're going to beat it in. You can get all your... Yeah, it's not... It's not to... doesn't make it so that you can't talk. No. Which is good. At least you think you're talking. That's a good... Am I talking right now? What? What? If you're thinking, and we, we can understand you're, what you're thinking. I can definitely evil hear right you. Now. I just I, can't uh, tell you whether it's audio. I thought we were supposed to be doing some recording. I mean, or you're, you're speaking, but your mouth's not moving. My face. <laughs> wow. You know what I'm talking about. Well, now that we're all on the same level, uh, yeah. welcome to the house, man. Hey, nice. I'm glad you welcome. came over. Yeah. Yes, thanks yeah. for coming over. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So. You look cute. Oh, thanks. With a little blanket. Yeah. And He's and the cute, dog. you guys. Mel, he brings a my, good energy. Mel, you you have a real oh, knack for for yeah. recognizing cuteness. Well, this is how I do it. I just see choose to see the cuteness in everything. So whatever's ugly, there's got to be even a cute ugliness. So when people are genuinely cute, it's easy to see. Ugly on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> that could be cute, I guess. <laughs> Depending, cute they do. Yeah. Wow, that pen is magical, dude. It is right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I, I wish everybody that was listening they're could have listening. one with us. Yeah, but hey, you don't know how people for the listen to us. It's kind of geez, it's hard to explain. That would be. A I could use my idea. words. That would be really rad. So it kind of lifted my head a little bit. It mm. it feels like my head is opened up. Uh, yeah, kind of expansive. I feel like a little bit of pressure mm. in the back of my head and right here in the front. I could tell if I kept going with it, I would really, it would blast me through if I, yeah. if I pushed it. Yeah, I feel like with DMT, um, um, I really haven't gone too deep with DMT in a little while. I've just been kind of taking it easy, but um, I like to mix like, like small amounts of psilocybin with it. It just helps elongate it. Um, if you, if somebody has DMT as well, like there's a legal um, herb or MAOI called uh, Syrian Rue that you can buy online or buy at an herb shop. It's pretty common. And if you mix mix that with the DMT by itself, you just put the... put. Like, I used to use Syrian Rue just to cover the bottom of the hole of the bowl because I would, you know, just oh, like, wow, so really? would, like fall through the, the bottom. 
And I would just sprinkle a little DMT on top. Or my friend would sprinkle a little DMT. Yeah, well, it's too late now. I already yeah, said fuck it, it man. Let's fuck it. Cats it's, on the back. Let's just go. Like, All right. Well, and well, then. I'm going to make X over your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so high. What's going on? I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Did I just out myself? <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, you just need like to cover the bottom of the hole. And, um, but it really helps elongate the experience, the Syrian roux. And then adding a little psilocybin, like a small amount of mush, magic mushrooms, just a very tiny amount, it just helps because the ins and outs of the waves of mushrooms kind of are more prevalent when you take the DMT, kind of, and then the, the wave catches and you can catch it with other people and share the visual and everything. And it, it, the importance to me is like elongating the experience. For just like an extra couple minutes is important to me because um, when the ebb and flow comes in and out uh, of that energetic wave or whatnot of if people do mushrooms are familiar with the wave that comes and goes um, that when that wave enters and people enter it together that's the chance to like share the experience so that's that's why I like elongating it what do you what do you think that is like energy yeah what do you (laughs) that that space that we're going into like. Mm The shared space. Yeah, obviously, when you talk about hallucination, hallucination is generally thought of as something that's not real, right? Mm. I mean, that's the way I always understood. Or it's the like w- a Native American tribe, like the hallucination. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if we're experiencing, <laughs> totally, if we're experiencing the same thing, then doesn't that make it real? Uh, yeah. Right? I, it's, it's a confirmation for me that the confirmations are important. I actually think, uh, for me, um, I, I like, you know, altered states of consciousness, heightened states of consciousness and stuff like people hitting Satori and everything and it changing their life is, uh, obviously wonderful. There's, you know, it's an amazing aspect of psychedelics because it's a catalyst that helps people get there. But, um, phenomena, I think is a, is a, also a really important uh, factor because it creates a <coughs> confirmation between people um you know like i I had i hit a heightened state of consciousness before i ever had much phenomena occur with psychedelics and so i hit this heightened state and i was guided by somebody else to this heightened state of consciousness and i immediately didn't know how to integrate it so i was like i'm selling everything and i'm I'm leaving you know i'm leaving jersey i'm out of here like i don't want this life anymore and uh you know i don't know if that was good or bad or whatnot or if i did the things right i mean whatever but uh but the phenomena uh that occurred like um the closed-eyed visual, sharing visuals with people, like the forms of telepathy or uh, empathic connections that occur between like couples and whatnot when they're sitting in meditation with mushrooms or something, or even phenomena such as shadow figures and stuff that people see that like, you know, ghosts or spirits and stuff. Like for me, that aspect became a real fascination because the spirits and, and so on uh, were a confirmation, but also made me feel like I was being held accountable so I was like, well, if I'm not a good, if I'm not like true to myself right now, like I, I don't want to go down those other roads. I, I, I know there's other things out there. Yeah, there's branches off the main road for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of kept me held accountable because otherwise, like the heightened state of consciousness without that, I was just like, I get it now. I get it. You know, and like it didn't dissolve the like necessarily the ego. It could or make anything. it worse. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> like it didn't humble me as much as the phenomena. I needed to like have my my spine grabbed and shaken to be like, okay, like this is what's up. I'm humble. Like I I, I need to be humble. Wow. And so yeah. So there's levels. For sure. 
there's levels like you can just you know start experimenting with psychedelics and then you you know lose that baby fat to quote kyle like Mm. you get past just the excitement of playing with psychedelics and then you become more cognizant of like oh wow this is actually another world let's start to be architect in this world let's start to be participatory in this world instead of just letting stuff happen to you Mm -hmm. and it like creates a whole different beautiful experience because then you feel like you're painting the world Mm -hmm. as well absolutely yeah i mean i i know a lot of people that say like they create their universe and stuff and and i believe that's the the case, you know, somewhere beyond the stars and beyond astrology and everything where we just go past all uh, into non-duality. But, um, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things that happened in my life, even after psychedelic experiences that I wouldn't choose to happen. You know, I didn't choose those, yeah. those things in the universe to occur. <laughs> so I'm pretty humble to like, just knowing that like every time I go into it, I end up with more questions than answers. Even this vision quest I'm going on a cross country vision quest is uh, what I'm doing. And uh, with my buddy, um, we're visiting our family. Like I'm visiting my daughter who I haven't seen in a long time. And he's visiting his father who he hasn't seen in years. And we're going to go out to some sacred sites and just, you know, just journey out in these sacred sites and stuff. And, or, you know, suppose of sacred sites, we've never been to them, but, uh, we're going to just go in seclusion and, and go and take mess take some mushrooms at sunset and stuff or some other things and whatnot. And then sit and meditate and try to connect and see what happens, you know? Cause like, I know like, you know, I'm looking for answers. I really want guidance in my life, but, um, I know I'll end up with more, I'll get back to Portland. And I'll be like, Oh shit. Like, it was like, all right, now I'm, you know, more rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> so just so everybody out there knows, cause there's a lot of people that are listening and, and tell them, tell them who you are and, and, what you're doing, just so they know a little bit. Yeah, so um, uh, my name's Esteban. I uh, I hail from Portland right now, or I don't even is tell me you're originally from because actually I, hail I think is where you're living. Okay, That's cool, cool. cool. Yeah. Hail means whatever you hail. want. Yeah. Yeah. Hail, gang's all here. Hails and he's here now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so my name is Esteban. I I help organize the Portland Psychedelic Society here in Portland. Um, got involved early on out here with a few different art collective meetups that were psychedelic based meetups. Um, been, you know, when I first got out here, I was helping facilitate, um, you know, experiences and so on with my partner at the time. We were doing a lot of like, just like, you know, on the lowdown kind of facilitations for first timers and stuff, just meditations. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. And that's really how I got into the scene out here and then the meetups kind of formed so when you moved out here that psychedelics is already a part of your life oh yeah it was a huge huge part of my life it was actually the main reason why we moved out here was because the mushrooms were growing and i was like well i gotta go where the mushrooms are that's it aren't we living on the largest mycelial layer in the world right here we are and and i was fortunate enough to uh run into a guy by the name of paul uh, Paul, Paul is, is I, I met him. I uh, know, I know who he is. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. That's a good dude Paul, right Paul. there. Yeah. And, and so he, he's taught me pretty much everything I know about foraging out here. And, uh, really? yeah. So I've learned about how, where, you know, how to, how to forage a bunch of the different mushrooms and stuff. And he taught me a lot about the alkaloids and in different like peyote and so on. And he's probably the most knowledgeable guy I know, um, that about psychedelics and spirituality mix. Uh, you know, he lived in the Alaskan bush for like yeah. 20 years. Like, in aren't seclusion. they off the grid? Doesn't he live off the grid right now? 
Yeah, I mean, him and his partner, they kind of travel around in an RV right now. Right. So they're just traveling around, but they're facing the law. And, yeah, uh, you sucks. know, so it's a wild situation. But the cool thing is, is that ICers, MAPS, like Drug Policy Alliance, they all got attorneys to come and like get on the case and stuff. And they're backing wow. them now. So it's, it's become a bigger thing. And the good little good old boys club of Pacific County is, is kind of like keeping, the, you know, quiet now. And like they're called him Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Paul instead of... Uh, Instead of just, you know, that guy in the corner. That hippie with <laughs> yeah, the mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's uh, he's an interesting character and uh, a good guy, good friend. And, yeah, I mean, the Azorescence were what I was after. So, like, I when I got out here, I was really, like, looking for the Azorescence, the specific type of mushroom. Right. And, uh, and they're the most potent in the world. But they're also, like, they, the, the experience on Azorescence, to me, it's just... Um, because it's like a land raised type of mycelium where it's been here for like a thousand years or so on. It's like one of the, one of the oldest mycelium's. So the morphogenic yeah, field behind those mushrooms is way different than something else. Yeah, the energy has been the frequency of them or whatever it is, resonant vibe. Right, has been passed on for a long time through the natives and stuff, and so. And I feel like the experience itself is uh, the 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 ins and outs of it are like they kick in a little quicker. The ins and outs of it are a little smoother, so. Like those waves that occur, I feel like they're more subtle than with cubes or something that are uh, like the cubes is kind of like, like one second I'll be like, oh man, like in it. And then like, you know, all of a sudden I'll be like, am I, tri- I don't know if I'm tripping anymore. Kind of don't. And then it's like, oh, never mind. You know, yeah. with Azorescence, it's just smooth. So more yeah. consistent. Yeah. kind of, and, and practicing metaphysics and stuff or practicing like, you know, trying to like, so I guess I should get into like really like the way I use mushrooms yeah, most yeah, commonly yeah. Let's is, do that. Uh, is through meditations. But uh, my favorite way to use mushrooms is to go. I, I have specific locations it, out in you know, the mountains and stuff that I go to <laughs> and I'll either go by myself or with one other person or whatnot and uh, just eat in my sunset and sit like and I go to these specific peaks that are mountain peaks that uh, one of them's past Mount Hood or Y East and it's um it's about 6,000 feet up. And so it's, uh, I learned, I learned from an archeologist that there was these native American, like meet, like ancient spots that they would go to, to meet each other and to congregate. And so, um, every volcano has a peak behind it. That's the second largest peak. And all of those peaks are pretty well known for being like meetup spots from back in the day. So, so there's one behind Mount hood and it's like 6,000 feet up. And you can drive almost to the top. It's only like a two mile hike from there, and so uh, it's one of my favorite spots altogether because it's like it's a really electromagnetic hot spot. There's a lot of phenomena that occurs up there and stuff, and so I usually just go up there and wait till like it's near sunset, eat the mushrooms, sit and meditate, and then wait till the nighttime comes and the stars come out and everything, and start practicing and and stuff and start doing the craft work. And so like what what's involved in the work? The work is um, if you don't mind talking sure, about I it. I mean talking. I know that sometimes I don't mind people talking. are. I don't mind talking about it at all. I think that it's really important because I, I want other people to try it. Right. Uh, it's not just me like that, that these things happen to and stuff. It's just a matter of getting out there and just doing it. It'll happen to anybody. I mean, anybody goes to that spot and eats mushrooms and sits and meditates, they'll have things happen. There's no doubt. And um, I spoke at Mission Theater kind of a little bit about it as well recently. And so... So up there, I usually start a fire, uh, sit around. I usually bring out my flute or something. We'll play for a little bit. And then we'll start... Oh, no, I'm okay. Um, And then we'll start... um, We'll just start, like, um, doing... There's certain things you can do to really kind of turn the energy up, like, to spin things up or stir things up. So, like, um, you can do things like... um, 
whether it's like certain noises and stuff, like start humming, start creating a vibe, a vibration to be like, and they just keep doing it. But like, I'm not doing it that well right now, right. but if I was in it, you know, it sounds a lot better. Trust me. You know, <laughs> I might have the mics I haven't and everything. Even practiced fancy, today. Yeah. My voice isn't warmed up, man. I have 19. Yeah. 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 Give me that pen. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you could do these things and, you know, there's just different movements, different techniques that occur. I mean, one of them is that there's also a technique of um, uh, staring at one star when you start things start to kick in. If you focus on one star with other people, you can kind of get uh, you can kind of it's like an it's like an invocation in a way where you'll start doing that for a little while. And you'll notice like blinking lights occur, then another blinking light, then another one, and then you'll just the whole sky will be full of these blinking lights and stuff. And there's orbs that appear up in those areas, and you could do it down here too. It's just that it's a little cleaner. When you're in isolation. There's not as much psychic noise. Exactly. Yeah. See, that that seclusion is important because it, the flow is just a little smoother. Right. It's, a, it's a little... I'd say it's less dangerous, too, because, like, I, I mean, there's... I, I had slight psychosis before from doing these things in areas where there was just a lot of enter, different traffic and people. And, what do you mean? Expl- can you explain so this, what you mean by so, that? Yeah. So, like, if, like trying to open doorways into the spirit world with mushrooms and stuff like um if if you do it and um and it's and you don't really like i didn't know what i was doing as much at the time and so sometimes what happens is is like a way for things to like every time it needs you need to like separate yourself from everything eventually to take enhance the experience so I learned about this method from people in the past about staring at one star and focusing. It's like an old, old practice that people use to open doorways and stuff is like focusing on one star and trying to get the sky to open up. And, um, <clears throat> so I was doing that and I was in Beaverton and, um, I was laying back and I was on mushrooms and doing that. And I noticed that all of a sudden the fog around me, like it just surrounded me completely and formed a wall. I couldn't see anything outside of it. And then I just started seeing things run through it and stuff and then making noises and talking and everything and these like whispers. And I got real scared. So I, I like immediately stood up and I was like, it's, do- it's done. It's over. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah. It's just begun. Yeah. And I, I, start, I got back to my place and I just noticed that like I was still like having these voices and stuff and double talking and everything. And it was psychosis. And, and so and. So I know, I know how possible it is to like, you know, and, and I've seen like shadow figures, like, you know, and stuff in the past with other people. And it's like shaking me up to the point where like that fear, like it, it builds off the fear. It's energy, you know, you're giving it. So with that fear, you know, it can, can cause a lot of things to happen, you know, and yeah, just make sure that holes open. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, she got it. Nice. So, um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't know. We're going on that rabbit hole. Of course not. But what, but what? When you're in that space, what is something that you can use to get you out of that fear? When that starts to take hold, what's the what's the the move? Well, like, well, you guys, do you ever read like Carlos Castaneda's books and stuff? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's why he calls it like the path of heart, like the warrior's path and stuff. Talks about a lot of these different things is because it is like a, a warrior mentality. Like, I'm not going in to fight anything, but I'm like. I'm basically just trying to be as humble as possible. I think that humbleness is, is really the key. Like just know, like being humble and being like respectful and honorable and loving and too. loving. Yeah. That's, it, will get you out of any trap. Mm-hmm. Seriously. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's that aspect of, of either feeling it's true. Love is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think about the experiences that I've had and like, there's times, <clears throat> excuse me, when it's gotten away from me. Like you said, that psychosis, and that's the only word I've heard that fits what happens. Mm-hmm. And when it's happening, it was a, this was a long time ago. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. And it was months and months of struggle to regain composure and be able to function normally, what I thought was normal again. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wonder, like, when you're in it, is there something that you have come across that you can yeah, do? I think it's just the disorientation occurs. So it's like initially it's disorientating. So you're standing there and kind of feel like you're in a dream state almost and everything's kind of just tipping and the fear is kind of in the back of the mind, in the spine almost, like rising through the senses. And you don't have the fear like I'm going to be grabbed or anything. It's just like I might lose my fucking mind. And... um and so just learning how to rebalance like the hemispheres of the mind and the psyche and just come back to a balance uh, through those emo- emotional states and, and physical states is through, I'd say, yeah, the, the humbleness and just br- bring in just honoring and respect and stuff. And it's, it's a, it, you know, um, and just learning ahead of time. One of the other things that, that also helped me through that is, um, there's two different aspects I feel like to encountering phenomena. So there's conscious and there's unconscious aspects. Okay. So there's times when I feel like it's happening to me and there's times like I feel like it's happening with me. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I yeah. really try to start my meditations and reach a certain sweet spot now and like my, like my, where I'm resonating. So when things occur around me, I'm like, it's a, it's a part of this, you know, cause I like to accept everything. I'm not like, Oh, those are shadows. Those are like, it's like, no, it's all together. It's all here. And it's all coming. It's all coming to meet halfway. And this is important. This is sacred stuff. And I want to pass the torch on. And so I like to accept everything, but, um, but be at a heightened conscious state. So I really can actually realize that it's happening with me and not to me. Or because of you. Yeah, or because, yeah, exactly. That's another thing that, that I think people that, psychonauts, a trap is you, you start feeling like you are the thing that makes the magic happen. When the magic is always here and it's something that surrounds us all the time and it's becoming aware that it's happening and then being in it. Mm-hmm. You know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think that that's why, at least in my experience, and I'm going to get probably get shit for saying this, but like in the psychedelic community, there's, there's a lot of bravado mm-hmm. and like every community. It, and when, once you start to say community, there is somebody who wants to be at the top of it. It's always like that. Or like the ones who know, well, even, even like no in the cannabis what. world, like well, I'm a how, shit, I'm a, I'm a shaman Reiki master, uh, healer, <laughs> light worker. So I don't know That's what you guys. It? Are, yeah, like is I, that all? I mean, I don't know what you guys are referring to, but yeah, I mean, in the light worker realm, we we do all these things, and you can check out my Facebook. It's uh, it's lightworker07 yeah, yeah. at fucking email yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 for only nine ninety nine. You can get the package. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah, do that, you guys. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will show you enlightenment. <laughs> Buy it tomorrow. Yeah, the it's a package. Tomorrow. Totally. Yeah. I. I just. There's that bravado that, like, you know, like I was gonna say, even in the cannabis community, like, what? How much edibles can you eat? What's your dose of THC? <laughs> fucking, come on, man! Like, just stop it. Is it, it THCA or THCV? Yeah. Are you doing <laughs> isolates? Or are you doing distillates? And, <laughs> That's dude, so last I just year. smoke flour, yeah. and I don't even smoke I that much. The animals. Yeah. <laughs> but that thing that, like, that. But I don't fuck. Bravado is the only word that comes to it. No, the ego, the, the ego that comes with realizing that. Okay, first off, magic is a thing. Yeah, and it's real. Oh, for sure. And it happens. And other worlds are real. Yeah, and we can affect cause, or yeah, we can cause and affect in the world that we live in through that magic. But it's you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's that thing that like. I don't know. Like everybody has at least had this happen once when they, if the people do mushrooms and they're stood out, there was at least one time they're like, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody, oh, like, yeah. you know, like, and, and that's funny. You know, just laugh. Who cared? Nobody knows fucking shit. I don't know shit. And I'm just here. That's whatever. beautiful. Like, that's you know? awesome. To, that's see, like, that's cool. I like that. Dude. Yeah. And I'm stuck to the chair. Yeah. Um, no, literally, I was stuck. Uh, <laughs> right. Aaron's consistent exaggeration. I, <laughs> <season's> <laughs> Without my consistent exaggeration, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah, so you should love that shit. Wow, I just lost my whole train of thought. There was no train, You lost baby. the whole train? I did. There was a train. <laughs> and now it's gone? It's gone. Because you, you're talking about Driving bravado and it's over. Train. Nobody wants to hear about bullshit. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, no, I was, I was, la, I was la, getting la, somewhere la. with that whole thing. So, like, <laughs> when you come to grips with the fact that it isn't you, that you're just experiencing something that was kind of already happening without your ass anyway, then, then that's when the real work starts. Mm. But there, there's so, so you in particular, I was excited to talk about, because, talk to, because. There's this psychedelic renaissance going on, right? (laughs) And it's so talked about now, and it's out in the open, and everybody's out of the closet with their shit. YouTube's blowing up. Yeah. And this whole renaissance that's happening, and one of the things that I've seen, and I don't know if you've felt like this, but like, it seems like they're trying to analyze something that can't be analyzed and quantify something that can't be quantified and put it into a box. And, and Terrence McKenna was really big on not taking to heart other people's experiences. And so like, if you read a book about my mushroom experience, now you've informed yourself with my experience. And when you go have yours, my thoughts are in your head. So you're now you're seeing your experience through my lens in a lot of ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the experience itself is dirtied and not, distorted. I guess, dirtied, but yeah, distorted or, or changed, put in a box. So there's no like true. I had this experience. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then I went out and I did it. Like we were doing all this fucking research and finding out. And look, That's, I, I'm not pure experience, but I'm not, hard but I'm get. not, I'm not saying that doing research and finding out about what you're going to do is a bad thing. I'm saying that it's kind of takes the fun out of it is, was my whole point to all that long bullshit. There's <laughs> like this, there, I've heard a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, I'm not like academic, um, 
uh, you know, on, on the, that academic front at all. Um, I, I, I don't really like, I, I help with the society and I help with the groups and stuff, but I do my own thing. I mean, I can tell, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, I really into my own thing. I work, I like spirits. I like working in metaphysics. I like, that's really why I even do psychedelics is because I'm into that. You and know? that's fun. Yeah. And it's fun. It's important. It's sacred to me. Um, you know, I've been called like a threat to like a few times by people, a threat to the psychedelic scene and stuff because of like I talk about UFOs and I talk about and I'm like, dude, nobody's listening to me anyway. Like, I, I, you know, who the <laughs> fuck cares about, about Esteban and his fucking UFO stories? Like, oh, big whoop! I want to hear. I'm UFO like, story. I want to hear a UFO yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, really want to hear. Yeah, yeah. So we all literally dude, want to hear you. Right, just, story. you just made. Well, I'm gonna, friends. I'm gonna tie in the UFO story with the Grateful Dead. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right You're in the right house, man. Very nice. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can go off this pretty good. Let's do um, this. All right, I sweet. don't know. I feel threatened. <laughs> <laughs> you look pretty threatened. Nobody go to sleep tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, when I first got out here, I, uh, I, I was with, I had my wife, my wife and I were, you know, we were together and. We uh, had these profound experiences in New Jersey. I was running for politics at the time. So I was really into into politics. I was running as a Christian conservative Republican, uh, I, which uh, was, I was fucking none of that. But like, um, <laughs> I was going to say, seriously? Writer's face. Yeah. You took a long turn. Yeah. My good friend, thank God you found yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,. <laughs> And then I got baptized, and, uh, but yeah, no. So I was helping like Ron Paul's things, kind of. I was just working for Ron Paul's committees and stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm not really. I don't really give. A sh- I'm an anarchist. Like I don't really care about politics. I don't care about positions and stuff. I don't. It doesn't matter. What the Nothing. fuck were you doing? So I, well, the reason why I wanted to get in and tear it down. Okay. So like I started working. Uh, so Ron Paul had like a whole thing where he would like set up. And this one, I won't get too far into this because this is like just the side. No, please go. So, so. It's a story around the campfire. Nice. Awesome. All right. <laughs> so uh, Ron Paul's thing was pretty cool because it actually taught people how to become delegates and how to infiltrate and then take it over. So he had classes. So there are all these classes on how to become a delegate, how to like become a Republican community, how to like form a team to all vote for each other and the easiest, how to grab the easiest positions from the bottom and then move up. And so it was all classes. So I started holding classes in my house. So I had like gun rights people there, cannabis rights people, gay rights people, whatever. Anybody, as long as they were for freedom. I was like, I was like, whatever, dude, as long as you're just like, like we can do whatever the fuck we want. That's what I, that's what I'm about. If you're saying we can't do things, then you get, then you can go to like another place, I guess, you know, wherever they hold those (laughs) (laughs) to the other house where they have those meetings. Down the street. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so, so we're having these things and, and little by little they started scouting and they picked me up. And so it was the tea party, uh, picked me up oh and the guy God. who was running, it was also like pretty much an anarchy. He didn't care about parties. He was just like, he just wants to get people in and then he was anti-government. So he picked me up and we ran this campaign in like three months against the Republican establishment. And it was for Chris Christie's old position. And I'm not telling anybody my real name, but yeah, those things going on back then. You know what I'm but, uh, anyway, so it got really crazy and, and I started getting like, you know, some threats and stuff and, and I lost by like 2000 votes and what? you could have won. Uh, I, I, yeah, it was like, I lost, I got 12,000 votes and they had like 14,000. Holy so, shit. Dude. Yeah. And it was like a three month run, but I might, 
I grew up there. Like my family has been there since the 1600s. There's, there's streets like my name's on it. Okay. Actually, where the building was, the next street over was my last name of the Got street. It. Yeah, so it was like, all right, like you know, it worked out. And you know, I was a Freemason, good old boy, all that shit. And uh, so, so I, I, you know, I started, you know, I was still doing the psychedelics, having these experiences and stuff, and they started getting more intense. And then after I lost, I had like a really big breakthrough one that kind of confirmed, like, I was like, you're on the right track, you know, but like, you don't want to fucking do this, you know? So I I couldn't really, you know, initially we wanted to move to Chile. So we, we uh, sold everything immediately. Like after this profound experience, some mushrooms one night, I, the next day I was like, we're, um, I said to my wife, she helped guide me to this state of consciousness. That was like just beyond anything I ever experienced. And I was like, thank you so much for not letting me like wait any longer in my life to realize this. Like, I am sorry for like pressuring you into a, like your job and stuff that you don't like and all these things and trying to like, keep up with the bills, like hamsters on a wheel. So I was like, I say we're fucking leaving. So we ended up not being able to get into Chile because of uh, paperwork issues and because I was involved in politics. And so we had to stay in the United States. So we drove out here to Portland on a whim and like, and we, um, at this point, we sold everything and didn't really know what the fuck we were doing. And we were supposed to, you know, go to South America. And that's what everybody thought we were doing. So that's what we told everybody, like, thinking that we're, you know, and we, <laughs> that we're like, no, nah, actually, we're just, uh, we're just kidding. We actually, don't know Portland. where the fuck we're going. And then uh, we ended up at an ashram. Uh, I went to a UFO conference called Contact in the Desert and volunteered. And there we met these people at an ashram. And they're like, come back to the ashram. So we stayed there, ended up sleeping on an ashram for like three months or two months, probably. And my good friend from back east came out. And um, and he had two Grateful Dead tickets. So he's like, he was there for the concert and it was going to happen in like two weeks, but he was staying ahead of time. And he's like, he so he stayed at the ashram with me and he's like, this is fucking nuts, dude. Like, this is what you're doing out here? Like, what the, you know? And he's like, he's from New Jersey too, you know? And, uh, Bro, what's happening? Yeah, he's yeah. Italian, dude. Yeah. You know? And he's like, and uh, so... So we're hanging at the ashram doing puja ceremonies like hi ya na na hey na 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 ya like for like hours and shit like all kinds of crazy alternative stuff and uh, we got some mushrooms out there and so uh, my wife decided she flew back to Portland got to the apartment we had and uh, and then me and him drove up to the concert in Santa Clara but before we went to the concert we went to, to the Sierra Nevadas and hiked out there and camped out for the night and ate mushrooms. And like, we were like, we went like pretty far in. I mean, it was a few hours, it was a couple hours of hike. And we went out there and ate the mushrooms at sunset on this big boulder. And it was overlooking the sunset and everything. And then we just started meditating. And, um, and it was like early, like I wasn't, you know, I was still getting into the meditation, still learning a lot. But I think because we were eating like really healthy and meditating every day doing yoga every day at this this ashram learning kriya yoga and stuff that it really prepped us and so uh, like like when we started meditating we we like i started heating up uh extremely like really hot like i started getting really hot the visuals were just like i was letting the visuals build as i'm sitting there and and i was just increasing my heat like more and more as it was going and then eventually he was like dude i could like feel like the heat off your back it's crazy because our backs were back to back and we're sitting there with our like shoes off like feet on the rock and uh and then after a little while um like out of nowhere um this like i just locked in and this like spirit like totally took over my body like just started speaking through me and stuff and i started like channeling this other voice and everything i was talking like this female poetic voice what did it feel like um, 
it felt it just I I don't it's so hard to explain how okay. it felt it's it's like it just really um it was poetic it was motherly okay and it um, felt safe extremely safe <laughs> okay yeah and so I'm sitting there and and he's listening to his poetic voice speak and at this moment like we started noticing like flashes all around the forest around us like all these like static looking type of, type of flashes of like something you know and it's just going around and stuff and I mean this is pretty bizarre stuff you know and like I had that really had never talked to too many people about it until like more recently and um so so this is going on and I'm sitting there to saying like saying these things that this thing it's it was almost it was out it wasn't like speaking to me it was like making me give me these feelings to speak out for it wow so but it was like channeling straight channeling and it wasn't me and he could tell like my voice was feminine it was different it was weird and uh and after a little while of doing this uh these like lights started fl- like coming up in the horizon, like behind behind the mountains. Like they started like popping up, and they're just shimmering, really bright, shaking, really like sh- like, like shaking really hard, like just back and forth, like shimmering really heavy. And uh, a bunch of them started popping up. There's like probably like I don't know, like seven or eight of them out there, and they're like a translucent color. And they were doing that for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, like whatever that feeling was that thing that I was speaking through and I felt like I never felt I, so the feeling was like instinctual that's how I can describe okay. it it was like primal instinctual state of being it was just it was just extremely instinctual in tune and we were hitting a higher state of consciousness completely I mean there was definitely things going on and and, uh, and all of a sudden the thing like the thing just like threw me into a convulsions like I started convulsing my eyes went back in my head and I started like I almost fell off the boulder, which was like a 10 foot drop. And he grabbed me and was holding me and he started getting nervous. And then it gave me this sense of pain and stuff. And, um, and as it was doing that, like I heard it go like, mm, Gaia, it, like said that. And I didn't oh, know, I didn't know, what, I didn't know what Gaia was. Like, I don't read religious books. I don't, I'm not into any of that. Like, I, I don't really, I still don't read religious books. I'm, I'm spiritual, but I don't read religious books and stuff. So I don't really know much about any of that stuff, you know, and I know what guy I was. So I did, I heard that, but I ignored it. I didn't really think much of it. And, and so I just like blame it, but it's sh- It's like holding me. Shocking like, you, fucking, electrocuting you. Dude, it's like just this pain, like this emotional pain. And it gave me this, it, the way I could describe the pain was like, what's worse? Like, uh, a mother having a child that, that, like uses them and kind of just takes it for granted or doesn't even know they exist. Whoa. And fucking dude, I was like, and it changed everything. I was like, Oh my God, like this is alive. This earth is alive. It's conscious. Like I, I like this. Is <laughs> oh shit. I just tapped into <laughs> the source. Oh fuck. You know, and I was like, and I came to, and I sat up and I tried to explain it to him. He was like, no, I get it. It's cool. He didn't want me to like say too yeah, much. Just, just uh, keep that one to yourself. Dude. Man. And then, so uh, he, how, like, how was he? Like, was he in it with you? Yeah. Like, he was kind of yeah. watching. He, he could feel it, but he wasn't able to directly like, connect with the, that spirit the spirit came in like whatever it was came into me it was for you so it just came through me as the, i was the antenna that it used and and he was just there like hearing this but he was he also the least resistant. He was, yeah, yeah yeah and he was open like yeah and he was um he's a real magical dude though he's like a, he's like 
got some wizarded wizardry to him. It's wild. His imagination is just like pow, pow, like create this, like make this happen. And it's really he's a pretty wild, dude. But he you know, he was watching, and and then he um of course then he like kind of bumps me, and he's like look at this, and he's lighting his hand on fire, like and it's just sitting there with a flame. And he was literally just sitting there with a flame with his hand, like, and the lighter was like one of those crack lighters, like kind of the Seven like Eleven ones that just light really. And he's just sitting there. It's showing that like, it's, he's like, I don't feel a fucking thing. And he's like, or I don't know if he said fuck, cause, but he was like, I don't feel a thing. He's like, and he was just in shock, you know? And then those lights that were in the distance started coming towards us. Oh shit. Yeah. And, but at this moment, this is what I'm talking about. Like it did, I wasn't scared at all. Like, like this is this is normal at this point. Yeah, it's totally. This we're, is this is what's supposed to happen at this we're point. We're a part of it. Yeah. yeah, and and these lights one after another came over, but as they they would shake in the distance, like really hard, like they would be shaking like crazy, and then they would shake more and more, and then go still and come towards us, and they would start flying towards us, and they would start blinking just like airplanes. Dude, I can feel this, dude. Yeah, I can feel it, and they would start blinking like airplanes, like green and red. So then I'm like thinking, like you know. I was still somewhat skeptical. I'm like, well, you have like military bases, you know, but like, I mean, at that moment I wasn't, but in the past I was always like, kind of like, well, I got to see it to believe it really, you know? And so it started coming closer and closer and it, it was like, it was like a hologram. It like was a light, but then kind of just phased into a physical thing into this like physical V shaped V shaped like craft. And then it just went right overhead silently, like without making any noise and had lights on the, like circular lights on the bottom of it. And then like all the other ones started doing was the same thing. Was it triangular? Yeah. It was triangular with a V shape and then circles on the bottom. And then one after another, like eight of them went overhead just over like the next like hour or two or so. And I don't even know what, how long it was, but, um, so then, um, I really, it's, you know, this was a while, like a few years ago, so it's hard for me to really recall everything, but. And I didn't write it down, which I recommend anybody who has a prophetic experience like this, like write it down. Like I, I was like, kind of like, I don't need to like, I'm, I'm with it. You know? And then you go back to Portland, you fucking densify and give somebody the finger in traffic. And you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that was, oops. Yeah. Oh, well, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was just on a mountain seeing yeah, UFOs yeah. and now I'm back in Portland eating a hot dog. Exactly. Yeah. What yeah, the yeah. fuck just happened? I went back to meet and. <laughs> yelling at my dog yeah like, <laughs> um but yeah so i because uh, we're so, still human in the end yeah exactly and yeah you go to the top of the mountain but you still come back down and all you can do is talk about how you were at the top at one point you know and that's it and so that's wait, what let's not get sidetracked okay so so they fly so, over because so we haven't over. even gotten to the show yet so they fly over and i'm doing this the, the mudras and stuff and the, you know, and I'm sitting there and he's like, that, and I'm just primal. I felt like reptile primal. It was like, it was like other, I don't know if you ever seen like Martin Ball's YouTube video where he takes five MEO and he's like, he's like another being on it. It's the probably one of the wildest YouTube videos I've ever seen. Um, so Martin Ball's just, but he's like on another level. And, um, and so, but it felt like that. It was like a, another creature almost, but it was so instinctual and with the earth and stuff and with nature and the way the rhythms and patterns. Um, so they all flew overhead. These things occur and stuff. And we just sat there for a while with this and they and the Gaia or whatever the spirit was. This I guess it was Gaia. You know, I want to call it Gaia because it called itself Gaia. And um, was just still giving me like these poetic things. Like one of them was like I, I just remember some things. It was like you know cutting a tree. It's like it was kind of explaining in a poetic form um, how like 
when we cut down a tree or something, it's not that we're using the resources is that we're cutting the connection by not like praying, by not realizing that the, the, what we're doing, like what we're cutting. Whoa. And so it was like trying to explain that. And then, and I tried apologizing at one point. I was like, I'm sorry. After I got to, and I was like kind of tearing and I'm like, I'm sorry. And, and it kind of was just like, it's fine. Cause I just take it back. And it's like, I provide, you know, I provide and I choose that's what, to. That's what a mom does. Yeah. It's, it was wild, man. And, and one of the things it was like telling me to feel more, like to feel everything, to be sensitive, always be sensitive. That's where like you feel the intuition, you feel the connection, Trust feel it. it. Yeah. Like, and, and she was saying like, almost like gentle strings of a violin, like that's how your nerves are down your spine. Like they, they just rhythm, they play to the tune of nature if, and you need to be sensitive to it and, and just feel it. And, and, and yeah, so it was really beautiful stuff. And then, um, we sat on the rock and it actually gave me, like, it told me, like, I had the feeling like it was like, don't you stay here. You, you remain here. This is how it works. This is how it happens. You stay in this position and this will stay like this. You'll remain like this. Like, but you have to stay where you are in this position, like physically in space. Just stay, stay here. here. Yeah. And and I said that to my buddy, and he was like, "Dude, we can't, we can't stay here." He's like, "We gotta go." Like, we're moving to the desert. I got Grateful Dead tickets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we're going to a show. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. This is what he said. We can come back. And I was like, I was like, okay. Now that's so, a like, deadhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we hopped down off the boulder and every, oh, oh, and I forgot to mention on the boulder, like it was cold. It was like a colder night. This warm breeze was there the whole time keeping us warm. Like there was, I didn't, you know, it was just a warm breeze. And the second we jumped off, everything got dark and it, it just got cold. And it like went back to like normal. It shut off. It shut off. You disconnected. And we started walking back to the tent and we could just hear like a, like, like this like you know howl through the woods and we just start running we're like oh my god like and we just like totally were out of it at that point and went back to the tent the next day we woke up and i was couldn't integrate i felt like a sponge that had been wrung out dude i couldn't integrate and i was just like i was like we got we 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 have to stay like we can't like i don't want to leave here man yeah he's like we gotta go like and he's talking about like helping the children in the inner city and i was like I was like, I don't want to go back to the city. Bro, you don't understand. I communed with Mother Earth (laughs) last night, and you're talking about inner city. Yeah. Yeah. And and so... so we go back and forth a little bit, but we actually, uh, that Instagram I showed with the Hawks and stuff, that yeah. was, that was the next morning. After you woke up. From yeah. That so wait, exp- yeah. Exp- explain that. So like, dude, <laughs> they, they, these Hawks were following us the whole way back on this ridge and stuff. And all, there's so many different animals. Like we filmed a little bit of it, but it was so like hard for us to like really want to use cameras. We were kind of yeah, like, hard we knew how important technology. it would be. So we tried, we used it a little bit and I put it on the Instagram, but, um, Dude, like these lizards were coming up. This blue jay literally followed us the whole way back, the whole hike. And then once, she's watching. Yeah, and and it was wild because one of the yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and one of the things I noticed was like or he noticed was he went to the bathroom real quick and he was like he yelled my name. He's like, "Come here, look at this, look at this." So I run over to him to go see. I thought he was like maybe something happened, and I go over and he's literally moving the branch without touching it. Like 
it was staying like six inches or so, like a half a foot away from his hand. Telekinesis. Dude, it was wild. And so I went up and I was able to do the same thing. So like, we were like trying to do that, like the whole way back, like freaks, you know, like people were like hiking by, like, what the and you're, like, <laughs> yeah. We just, yeah. we just yeah. we're in our first year at Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, it was bizarre, man. And then, and then we just got back to the car and uh, went to the concert and yeah like this was and so we got to the concert and he's like trying to keep alive and dancing he's like yeah because he's like he loves the dead and, he, and I got in the chair and I was just shot I was like and I kind of just like dazed off I fell asleep actually during the show and I woke up he's later. talking about fairly well by the way guys fairly well yeah yeah and and I got up and I woke up and there's just this massive rainbow over Santa, this, the stadium in Santa Clara. And it's just like the most magnificent rainbow I've ever seen. The sky's pink. And they're just like, thank you, Jerry. Thank you. You know, everybody's standing there and I'm watching this rainbow and I'm just like, oh, dude, this is meant to be. Like, this is, this is something else. And he's, uh, yeah. And, and we just, then we, you know, after the show was over, we slept in a, in a park. <laughs> like in a tent and then just like you know just whatever just like a local park and just woke up next morning kind of felt a little roughed up you know and, yeah. then, and then got in the car and drove to Portland and um, and just like kind of and then, then then we started googling Gaia and everything like trying to figure out what is, that even is is this the rainbow that is the rainbow yeah, I've rainbow. seen the. So, if you guys search Just, "Grateful Dead Rainbow," it's the first. It's rainbow the very first up. picture that comes up. And if if you guys are, you guys all know about the Santa Clara shows and what happened, and that that's an amazing occurrence, dude. A, away and apart from anything that happened with you, like that whole thing that happened was this incredible sign in the sky, like for Jerry, all yeah. of us that it was okay. You know, yeah. everything is okay. It was really cool. It was amazing. And the people there, like the love in that show, like that, that show was one of the most communal. That was the most communal concert I've ever been to. Like it was interesting because the people that went were so communal regardless of the situation. You know, it wasn't like the setup, like, you know, there's like, it was a huge police presence. They were all checking for drugs and, you know, and thinking everybody's, but the people were so chill and regardless, it just like over, it totally took over that whole vibe that they tried to put, they tried to, yeah, exactly. And they killed them with kindness. The rainbow came out and everybody was just like, everybody knew, you know, it was something else. And it was awesome. The show was amazing. And, and, um, yeah, that was the beginning of, uh, we, we actually just talked about this. We had did another interview earlier today, that was the beginning of a, what do we call it? A renewal, a renaissance for mm-hmm. the Grateful Dead community. That rainbow and those shows started like a whole new wave of celebration and music. So for us, and I've said this on the show before, like one of the things that I think that we're missing as a culture, as, as people that live in this country is ritual, mm-hmm. you know, ritual is super important for human beings. And especially if you're doing any kind of psychedelics or, or even apart from that, like period, ritual is an important part of being a human being and being alive on the planet. And we're missing that. Our rituals are brushing our teeth in the morning and getting dressed for work and watching TV mm-hmm. and the 
thing of even sitting down at a table together to eat and share food has disappeared. So we don't even connect on a human level as family anymore like mm. that. You know what I mean? It's hard to even understand the concept of real family. Right. Right. Because and, there's not a, a normal mold anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like. No, but 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 we all eat. Humans eat. And so sitting down at a table to eat is something that we can do to share space together and connect. Right. It doesn't have to be mom, dad, two kids and a dog doing it. It's us. The mafia so, had something, right? Don okay. <laughs> That's right. So, but what I'm, what I'm getting at is like this ritual is missing or hidden in, in our society, in this culture today. Mm. And so for me, my form of ritual is those shows. Mm-hmm. That's where I go. And that primal energy is facilitated and <laughs> thank you so I said primal energy is facilitated and Darwin fucking farted perfectly on time oh, it was m- magic that was a good one too. thank you Darwin that was a good it was clean one. so but that it was clean it was solid solid fart Darwin no. <laughs> oh dear God! It smells like burnt oh my kibble, God, sulfur, kibbles and shits. <laughs> anyway, why'd you buy him bacon strips? I didn't buy it. They were given to us. They were gifted. It's like a rainbow family gift. He's like, it's all good now. I'm sorry, guys. So anyway, we're we're missing this ritual, and these these shows are that for us. It's it's a place for us to. To gather together with our tribe, so mm-hmm. to speak, and bring up that primal energy and dance and mm-hmm. and put that energy out into the world because there's a lot of sickness out there. There's a lot of disconnectedness. Everything out there is vying for our attention and mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough. It's fucking hard to be alive, man. It's no mm-hmm. joke right now. Right. It, everything is, is trying to, to program you. And steal your mind. Yeah, and, and social media and stuff. Is, I, I wake up in the morning and I pick up my phone and I look at how many likes I got. This is like three. And I'm like, oh, it's not bad. But like... Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But that's that's the... That's where I find that that mountaintop is, is there. And mm. that to me is home. Yeah. You know, because I kind of got psychedelically born into that mm. you know so that's where i i go back to that place that's my that's my stomping ground yeah you know and that's stuff. where i feel like i can when i stomp my foot the waves go out mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm doing my part i think that the grateful dead uh was really unique and I just think that there's a, it's kind of reminds me, the Grateful Dead in a way kind of reminds me of the psychedelic communities too, because it's like, they're trying to form these communities now with the, the psychedelics and stuff, but everybody's like, like the, the police presence of these shows and stuff are just so unnecessary. Um, and I'm like, you know, it's just like, the, like Grateful Dead shows and stuff, like they really need to be open and allow people to just kind of free flow in and out of the show and everything, you know? And like, I feel like, Hopefully they have one like in the in the forest or in the mountains or in nature or somewhere because that's like that would be really cool, you know. I I, I think that it's interesting. It's just like there's just like 
this limitation to the you know like the the outside sort like forces come come in like they just don't understand they don't they don't get it and it's a lack of uh, awareness on their part you know of, of what's really going on there well that's the two worlds coexisting together you know that's like the the policeman the one that's got to keep you safe and from this you know imaginary you know uh, evil bad guy and then we it's can't also, have you freeing your mind right yeah but then we've got a bunch of people like you just said freeing their minds in there who are like this doesn't even matter that cop like i can transcend that this is that but but but, it's these that's what i'm saying it's like these two worlds clashing mm -hmm. like you have to like do both but we have to we have to go past that even i mean think about what duncan was saying when we talked to duncan about loving that guy well, that yeah, that I'm guy that's about how yeah. you feel about the person i'm talking about literally having to deal with that like if you get pulled over you have to pay that ticket no matter how high you've ever been you know like yeah. you still have to pay child support you still have to wipe your ass mm-hmm. like there's certain things well. that you can't get around you know <laughs> you, you have know, to do when those I, things. when when so like paul got arrested picking mushrooms last year and we were all trying to help him out and i went to his court case and i like we all we, a group of us went and sat in you know and i was sitting there and just looking and it's like a judge in a suit or in a, in a dress or whatever it is and like uh Parker, <laughs> whatever the Judges fuck he was wearing dresses. I gotcha. <laughs> hey, fucking catching me. No, Dirty screen shit. <laughs> yeah. but, no, I don't know. Gown, right? That's what it yeah. is. Gown. So, uh, so we're in a gown, you know, and like everybody's all. <laughs> I'm just picturing like the bald judge wearing a dress. Like, no man, mushrooms. Fuck that. Fuck that guy on that podcast. Uh, beat his ass. Um, but. Yeah, some punk, but uh, I'm a punk. Whatever. It's a very honorable dress. Yeah, it is. It's just like, but it's a dress. Like, who got into that? <laughs> and he gets to determine your fate. He's Nobody's gonna, gonna say you, shit about yeah. him wearing a dress. So fuck it. He so got me. I'm the only one calling him out. So, 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 so the judge burned his dress yeah. and, and talking to Paul. Yeah, so we're all sitting at Park Rangers there. You know, like he's just got his little thing on. Oh shit. Way and. Oh. oh no! And so he's got his, you know, he's got his suit on and everything. And then you got Paul, who just is this old guy with a beard, kind of like <laughs> just like sitting there, and he's just like, "Well, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I just kind of like sitting here, like I'm, I'm not gonna take a plea. I'm just picking mushrooms. Like, what? The, I mean, why are we all like doing this right now? And that's how I, we were all sitting in the room and we're confused. Like, we're like, guys, what are we all like? It's lunchtime. Like, you guys all want to just go get something to eat real quick and come back to this later. Like, that's kind of the, the mindset. That's kind right. of like the vibe that was going on in there. It's like, we all looked around. Like, there was one point where Paul was just like, I was picking yarrow and and, and mushrooms. And he's, like, admitting to it. You know, he's kind of like, I'm just was picking everything. You know, I'm just out in the woods. And and we all looked around. And at one point, like, we're sitting there all suited up and stuff. And, and you got just, like, this attorney that's, like, I don't even know. Like he was like complaining about the laser pointer or something. And then like, it was bizarre, but like, well, it's like, nobody could take it seriously. It's like, guys, this isn't really like, we're, we're, we're guys, what are we doing? Like, Tell me he's not going to jail. No, he won't go to jail. I got a feeling like he's going to walk off from this. Like the beauty of this is that. So he's not being held. No, he's not taking right. and He took no plea. You know, he's like, fuck the plea. You know, he's like, he's taking a stance. He's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Picking mushrooms. Give me a break. You know, it's a grown wild. And um, how dare you touch plants yeah, out yeah. in the wild? Exactly. And so, so 
you know, the system's just set up the way it is. So it's like, well, I have to do this because that's my job. And then I have to do this because that's my job. And we're all like kind of taken off the day from our jobs to show up and be like, nah, this is bullshit. Like, you know, how about we all go out to lunch and just grab a, grab a bite and uh, and like just forget about Let's this. Squash this. Yeah. Like and, you know, so but eventually, you know, the universe was like just took over and got maps. Everybody else involved that was just like, OK, like. We need, he needs a good attorney and, and he doesn't have the money. So let's just get him an attorney and get it going. And, and so, you know, I, I feel like that's awesome. Yeah. I feel like because of and this, this may be psychosis, who knows, but I feel like because of what we do, like as we break those systems of control with inside of ourselves, that it's that as above, so below, as within, so without kind of thing. Like, it breaks the control outside as well for other people. And like like I was saying earlier, this thing, it's out of the closet. Like, people, we do this show. You have your Instagram feed. Like, mm-hmm. there's maps. You mm-hmm. know, they're getting donations of millions of dollars to do these studies. And mm-hmm. we know that these things... Zendo. Yeah, they're... Harm reduction is huge right now. Yeah, I know. Um, but it, <laughs> you got you. I, okay, I, I can't. laugh at everything. So that, that's actually funny. I'll yeah. tell you the story later. Um, but it's it's actually opening everything up to where I think it's way more obvious now that it, it's a sham. Mm-hmm. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Like the, the jig the, is up. The the veil has been lifted, and and people can see through it. And it's so like when I watch TV now, the brainwashing isn't even clever. No, it's it's not even smart. It's like so silly. But people like to be distracted, and it's easy. You know, people like the, like the YouTube people that are popular on YouTube. Sometimes I'm looking at these things, and I'm like, dude, it's just like. Jigglypuff on a screen floating around. Like, what is it? You know, it's kind of bizarre Neon sometimes. Cat. Yeah, 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 it's weird. People leave things on and they're not even watching it. Yeah. Like, they can literally just look through their screen and they're not even engaged in it. And mm-hmm. it's, that's how TV is. You're just on and just staring and you're not even necessarily paying attention to it or not. And what was, who's that guy that said that it uh, mimics the fire? Do you remember what we we're talking about? That. Oh, um, yeah, he was saying that. You know, we have this primal DNA memory of sitting around a fire as, you know, early humans and that television actually mimics that fire in the brain. Mm. Like, so you get hypnotized the same way you do with the fire. Mm. I, I hate to break my What's up? Huh? Okay. Bye. Oh, nice Bye. Yeah, you too, man. Bye. Yeah, for sure. Ryder's leaving the show, guys. Okay. Not forever. He is coming back. He lives here. He's, he's taking off. He. I know he was talking a whole lot, and you guys are really going to miss him. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what? I, the thing I want to say, though, about the court system and stuff all together is, like, you know, it, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, if people are harming people and stuff, we, we, obviously society needs... These, like, we're not there yet, unfortunately, like to, to be able to just kind of like do our, like everybody kind of live on their like do their own thing. I mean, there's people steal shit. Yeah, there's a lot of shit still going on. So like, the, you know, safety is an issue. But as far as people choosing things that 
for themselves for what they're doing to themselves and what, what they're trying to explore for themselves um i think everybody's kind of on the same page at this point and it's just getting to the masses really like it's it's a it's a it's a snowball effect at this but there's no stop in it you know wow. there's no actual stopping it and people are already they're already learning about it they're already interested i mean my mom's like, like I saw an article about microdosing in the Rolling Stone magazine or like, you know, New York Times and stuff. And it's like, so, you know, have you tried that? And I'm like, no, 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 mom, mom. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not me. <laughs> no, I mean, like they're kind of like, I'm pretty open about I'm like, yeah, I like, you know, I, I'm, I love, I love nature. I don't take LSD. I, um, I don't really take MDMA that often. Or anything. I don't really do too many synthetics, but, um, but I have, I, I do love learning about plants and learning like DMT and things like that. Like they're from a most hostilis or acacia bark. I, I learn about them. Heck, I, I want to like even have the bark. I want to grow the tree in my backyard. You know, when it comes to cannabis, I mean, I like growing it more than smoking it, to be honest. Like I like just see, I, being I around it, it growing the plant. It's so yeah. much fun. You know, it's a beautiful plant. And, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, I, I don't even like trimming the bud. I'd rather just smoke it with the dried up leaves and stuff right in it. Like whatever, just a joint, like a fat joint and just who cares? Like, I just like it all. And, Oh yeah. So it's really my, you know, I, I come out from that aspect of just like nature. It's just nature. It's like, you know, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And it's, it's a connection. It's what I was just going to say. We're, we live in these wooden and concrete boxes all separated from each other. And, but guess what? It's sitting on the earth and we came from it. We're part of it. Mm -hmm. Like we seem to think that we're separate from nature and it's such a fucking fallacy. Like Mm -hmm. we're in it. And I think that's one of the major realizations that I've had through all of my psychedelic use is how much a part of that field we are and learning how to move in it and be in it and be comfortable and still function and not flip people off in traffic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wave now. I just like wave at everybody. I just like, put on the dead and drive man. slow. Yeah. I don't know. Once I had a kid, I was just like, I don't want any problems with anybody. I don't, you know, like, Hey man, just let me, let me go on my way. I just got, you know, Baby, yeah, having kids baby changes in the car. The game. No, you know, there's no baby on board. <laughs> there's no, no fingers in this car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, I tell you, if everybody was doing what you're doing, I think it would be a much better place. <laughs> I really yeah. do. There, I think more and more people are doing it. So they are. Well, like you know, they're even getting it on ballots and stuff. Yeah. Like here, like 2020. Isn't that going to be on the ballot? Yeah. There's uh. There's the initiative in Cali that's mm-hmm. with uh, Kevin Saunders is running that one, heading up that one with like Eddie Funks. I know has been helping like Eddie Funks is like a big, uh, like he's real knowledgeable. He, he works a thing like in Chalice or I think a group called Chalice Farms or so. Or I, I forget. He's got his own extra company down there and stuff. Yeah, like, Chalice we know Chalice, Chalice yeah. Farms. Yeah, yeah, and, he, yeah. and he's like super knowledgeable about uh, all kinds of medis- medicinal plants. Uh, from 5-MeO to peyote and, uh, and Wachuma and all that. So I've been following, I follow those guys, like anybody that's in the practicum aspect, I don't really follow like the academic base as much. I mean, I, I follow like the practitioners more and the extractors and stuff. I want to know how to cultivate, how to extract, like how it grows and everything. And and so I follow a lot of those guys. And uh, <clears throat> and then, yeah, here in Oregon, we got the Oregon Psilocybin Society. So they're, uh, they're looking to put a ballot initiative together. They have a ballot initiative together for 2020. And theirs is more based around um, having facilities. 
So it's a little different of a, an angle to take with it as far as... Um, so you could like go somewhere and take mushrooms? Yeah, if you're like uh, 21 and older, you'll be able to go to a facility and have like a... The, the interesting thing is so... I, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know all the reasoning behind it. I'm sure that maybe for like legal purposes, it might be easier to have a controlled setting. Um, the, so the way it's structured though, is, is that like you can get registered as like a holistic practitioner or whatnot and open your own facility. And then they have a holistic facility if you want, or it could be a, a medical facility. It could be at a hospital. It could be at a holistic center. It could be, so it's all these different, different aspects, but I guess most of it's going to be indoor. Really. I look at it like, you know, I think, personally i'd like i wish that like just like picking it would be legal too you know i think that like that's for me like that's the main i'm like okay like before all like i think that we should definitely make it legal to just pick them like tomorrow like today or something like just nature should be legal immediately if it's, if it's growing naturally <laughs> yeah. yeah out of the ground it should be legal how is that doing something wrong Right, but if this ballot ball initiative passes as well even if it's just facilities it's still going to be like you know it's like cannabis in a way you know it's like cannabis has has recreational f- stores right but like so then and in a way and it's legal around i mean you're not supposed to you're not supposed to smoke in certain areas but people do and nobody's given hassling anybody so right. i think the normalization of it will form a legal aspect to it already so what you're saying is it's possible that somebody could have a farm and on that farm people could come and have experiences on that farm. <laughs> E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was funny. I was yeah. Like, hey, yeah. Totally. And on that farm, they had some shrooms. Yeah. E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. E-I-O. Oh, shit. Right. E-I-O, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, it's getting fucking cold. Yeah. And it's dinner time. So we're going to go in and have street tacos. Sweet. I'm down. Yeah. So, do you want to shout out your stuff, like your whatever? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, or not? Or not? Yeah. You don't have to. Uh, you don't gotta do anything you don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, um, check out decorate the mind. Um, we do. We got an Instagram. We got uh, what else do we have? We we just started a Facebook page, but really, I'm doing uh, this cross country trip. So uh, it's gonna be a cross country vision quest and stuff, and. With my buddy, the one who had the experience with in the mountains out there and stuff, and everything, we're gonna be visiting our family and stuff, and um, we're gonna do this film, and hopefully it'll come out pretty good and and move on from there. But um, your well, films are amazing, by the way. Thank your, you. Your vignettes are super fucking cool. Thank you, dude. dude I've been. I'm also like writing a book right now and called the Silo Diaries, and uh, it's about just the experiences like that one I told and stuff, and just uh, in synchronous like in a you know, in the linear perspective. And, um, and then, uh, yeah. So Portland psychedelic society, check it out. We had a DMT meetup tonight. Uh, there's a, there's a bunch of meetups this, this month. I mean, we're, they're having a four meetups a, a month now on like, I think the next one after this is combo and ayahuasca. And then there's another like one with ayahuasca and MAOIs. And so there's all kinds of meetups going on in Portland. Um, and then the Oregon Psilocybin Society is doing the Ballot Initiative. They're going to be in Hood River uh, pretty soon doing a huge uh, thing over there, fundraiser and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so just stay up on the pages and everything and and, uh, and keep up with No Simple Road. Aw, right on, man. And I, I have a feeling you'll be back. Cool. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. So, you know, get involved if you feel like it. 
I mean, it's important. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I mean, who am I? I'll Don't tell you what to, to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Esteban says to get involved. But yeah, I mean, it's important. This is this is something that we live and we believe in it. So why not rally around it and do it and make mm-hmm. it happen? These ballot initiatives didn't materialize out of nowhere. They happened because somebody had the idea and decided to do some action behind it. So mm-hmm. why not stand behind and put your that you believe in yeah so take that put that in your pipe and smoke it with five meo and oh yeah some rue and and also the eugene psychedelic society and like there's a eugene one now too as well so people in eugene check it out we um, are everywhere mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. sure wherever you're listening if as long as you're you know not in hungary or Bulgaria and who knows there there's could probably be, one there there's probably one there <laughs> you know there's a psychedelic society where you're at and if I know one of the things that psychonauts tend to do is isolate a lot and feel like you're alone and I'll tell you what it's really cool to reach out when we've gone out to the meetups it's a really neat feeling to be in a room with a bunch of other seekers and there's a definite energy that's palpable in those meetings mm-hmm. and you can feel it oh yeah so yeah go out there and check it out you guys and we'll be back Next week with more stuff. I have given up hope on trying to tell you what is going to come up after this show because I don't know when this is going to be released and I don't know what I'm doing. So I love you guys (laughs) and thanks for being an amazing family and we'll see you soon. Take care of each other. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at osirispod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered with Relics Magazine at relics.com. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, 
Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.